Nothing sends a client into panic mode quite like seeing that their venue is going to remodel. So how do we respond? Welcome to the Refine Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. and welcome back to another episode of the Refined Podcast. Today is a fun one. I was actually just talking to a member of the Refined Collective about this and thought I would bring it to the podcast. So just a little uh, shameless plug for the collective. We have some really great one-on-one conversations uh, in, involved and included in that membership. So you have access to our team anytime you need that to navigate any uh, fires that you're putting out or client concerns or just getting to know your business so we can help you with transformative coaching and getting you to the next step. So again, we were just talking about this and I thought I'd bring it to the podcast, but the question was, oh no, the venue is getting all new chairs and they just painted and my client showed up for a site visit and was like, wow, this is, doesn't look like anything I you know, fell in love with when I booked it and they're upset. So now what? Now, this particular venue doesn't have anything in their contract about, you know, any kind of changes or updates or revisions uh, down the road. So it's a little bit more uh, gray in this situation. But where I want to start with this conversation is that when you are helping your clients find and book a venue, I would encourage that you make sure that something that the contract has something in it about this. What what uh, can be what are the what's the when and how and what's the communication, what uh, is the, you know, recourse, what can a client expect in, in that change, you know, like, did they, if they're getting new chairs, will the venue hang on to the old chairs until they've fulfilled all their contracts with those, will, you know, I mean, at some point, the venue does have to freshen up their property. There will be paint involved. There will be updates and remodels involved. And, you know, we have to educate our clients that that can happen and that we have to be okay with that. We would hope that a venue would fall in line with the same general aesthetic that they currently have so that it's not this, you know, we went from a white space to a pink space, but, you know, we're still kind of tracking in the same, you know, general aesthetic direction. But I have seen some pretty big, you know, changes. And sometimes, to us, they may not feel big. One one uh, circumstance that I'm recalling is I had a venue that replaced the chandeliers. Well, okay, to us, some of us may see chandeliers in a very detailed ways. Others see those as you know, once you've seen one, you've seen them all. So it's like it's just it's just a light fixture, you know. And and but a light fixture can really be something that an entire wedding design is built around. And so you know one person's perspective on that maybe relax and another person's perspective on that might really cause that panic. Like, oh my goodness, I've designed everything around this central focal point of this chandelier and now it's gone or it's different or it's changed. And, and that does, it creates this, you know, we've got to go back to the drawing board and we've got to redo our design and that's extra work for you as the planner. And who's paying for that? The venue or you? And who's uh, going to pay the florist for, 
you know, now we need extra flowers because we have more space. We have more uh, stuff to cover, right? Like where, where does that money come from? So really and truly, I think that again, the first piece of this conversation is making sure that there is a path for that conversation. If this does happen, because it can, and it will, and, 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 and a I, I just think that a contract needs to have some mutual protections in there, right? Like it can't be all about the venue and it can't be all about the client. There's going to have to be some wiggle room and compromise in there. And that's, that's just truly how maintaining a property works, right? Okay. So now I think that it's important to also make sure you understand from a venue, Hey, if you're, if you're, if you're thinking about this, or if you're planning ahead on this, at what point could we expect communication? At what point could we expect to see, you know, pictures of what the new chandeliers might look like or uh, a, paint, a new, can we see the swatches for the new furniture or what, at what point can we get that information so that we can start working around that? Because you might then at that point want to, you might have already have a design meeting scheduled and realize, oh, they're going to get that information next month. Let's push our design meeting until next month, right? So you don't have to go back to the drawing board so you can save yourself some time in that regard. And this is one reason why it's really important to have strong relationships with your venues. I mean, for so many other obvious reasons, but I'll add this to the list. I think that when we have these strong relationships with, with venues, we get ahead of that kind of information. We're typically getting drift that information a little bit sooner. So you might have an idea, even just that they're thinking about it. Hey, in 2024, I've got to, I've got to update my chairs or I've got to, we need, we've got to paint. We've got to redo some stuff here. So you're going to get, you're going to kind of know some of their timelines ahead of that and, and, and get in front of that. Well, I think that you need to also have provisions in place for, like I said, if you're replacing chairs, will you, will you hold, you know, will you hold, um, hold the old ones? And, and a lot of times they're replacing chairs because they've fallen apart. Your client doesn't want those anyway, but Maybe they're willing to have something in the contract that, you know, offsets the cost of renting chairs that are similar to the ones that they originally had, right? So I do think that it's fair for venue owners when they, one cost of business for a venue when they do these kinds of things is factoring in, but they're going to get pinged by clients that don't like the new stuff that they're doing. And they're going to have to have relationships with rental companies or, you know, lighting companies or whoever else to go ahead and bring in some things that look a little more similar to what they had. And I, I do think that a venue needs to, yeah, build in that cost and, and, and eat that cost and just know that that's part of the remodel and the upgrade. And some venues that are listening may disagree with me on that. I just, and I'm DM me, let's have the conversation. You know, I like to dialogue and, and maybe I could um, change my position on that. I, 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 I mean, I do feel strongly about that. I do feel like that's part of the cost of business because again, the cost of business for me is that I will have to, as the planner, I will also have to do a lot of extra work that I originally did not have to do. Now I'm dealing with a panicked client that's taken several hours of my day. I'm communicating with you. I'm communicating with them. I'm having to go to a rental company. I'm having to redo the flowers. I'm having, there's a lot of extra work involved for me too. Who's paying for that? You as a venue or not? I'm, I'm certainly not going to charge the client for that because I just, I mean, I can and, and, and maybe I should, uh, but there's, there's just a cost of business associated with a lot of what we do. So I think that if we're going to upgrade some things and we need to have budget in place to be able to offset that for these clients that come. And I, I do think that that's a fair piece to have in the contract. Okay. 
So let's say that's not in the contract and you're in a position where the client, you know, like how I started this session on, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing at all in the contract with the circumstance that I was talking about with this collective member earlier today. And so what are her rights? What can she do? I think that she's in a position to be able to go to the venue and say, Hey, what can we do with all due respect? There has been, they just kind of found out there was no communication. Is there more coming? We don't know what we're working with or around. Can you please, can we work something out with the rental companies? And there might be, you know, relationships that can be, you know, established in these transition points where maybe something is worked out at cost or, you know, where not everyone has to lose so much. Like there's just a compromise, like everyone's bending a little bit, but no one's having to bend completely over. Does that make sense? So I think that approaching the venue has to be done with caution because of our relationships, right? But I do think that we're in a position to advocate for our clients. And that's an episode that that's a topic that I talked about in our last episode about advocating for our clients when we're, you know, having to ask our preferred partners some hard things and we're in a place of tension with them. So do go back and listen to that podcast to kind of help you with this conversation. There's a, there's, I, I, I map out an approach for that. Okay, that can earn and gain respect and trust. So do know and 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 live in confidence that you yes, you can go ask the venue and say, hey, look, this is not, this isn't, there's nothing in the contract about this. So what can we do here? Right. And then and they're gonna come back and say, in my contract, I do not guarantee these particular chairs. There's no picture of these chairs, there's no description of these chairs. There's nothing in here that says I have to provide these chairs, um, these exact chairs, right? They may have a list of it may say that they provide chairs, but they're not going to list this chandelier and, and this paint color on the wall. Like that's nothing. Like there's no one, um, they, they don't, they don't owe you anything either. Right. So it's simply just a conversation and an ask and, and, a, and, a, and the approach matters. Okay. So we're coming to the venue saying, Hey, look, I wouldn't be doing my job if I'm not, you know, making the ask to advocate for my client. I'm in this position. And, you know, I would encourage you to please go ahead and start communicating with other planners and clients. And I know that, you know, it's easier and more comfortable to fly under the radar and just hope they show up and don't complain about it because they're so close to their wedding and it is what it is. But let's, I would, I would have a call to action on being fair. And maybe you don't want to get in the middle of that. Okay. That's a, that's a thought leader conversation to have. And thought leader conversations are hard to have. Okay. But I do think that they can be important in our communities. And I think that they can put you on the map. And if you do them right and well, it can go a long way and earn a lot of respect and a lot of referrals, like I said, right? So even among uh, those that should be communicated to, they might start sending you referrals off of, gosh, I'm so glad that they they got this information out there, right? Like this was this was the right thing to do. This was helpful. I needed this for my client. I now respect that planner and I'm going to send them referrals. So there's some pros and cons and, push and pu- pushes and pulls, push and pulls here uh, that you have to consider, okay? Ultimately, when it comes to panic of our clients obviously we can't do the whole calm down bit like hey it's gonna be fine like it's just a chandelier it's all good like that's not how they feel about this so we do have to validate their feelings we do have to recognize that there is a change there is a a visual aesthetic change whether we think it's big or a big deal or not that's not for us to decide everyone everyone fell in love with their venue for their own reasons. And so we do need to validate that feeling and say, Hey, look, I'm going to make, I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to see where I can get us and, and we'll go from there and, and just be on their team and on their side and encourage them. Don't 
don't try to be like, oh, silver lining this and silver lining that. And so don't placate that. Just, just, just take one step at a time with them and find solutions. And so, you know, use, uh, don't, don't step too far into the land of emotions. Just talk with facts. Okay. You're going to validate as far as emotions go, you're going to validate like, Hey, yeah, this sucks. Like this is real. I, I see. I understand how you're feeling. I, under I, I see that now let's go to the rental company. Let's go to the florist and let's figure this out. And you, that's, that's when you move into just fact mode. Like, Hey, if you, if you want to do, if you want the space to look like this and this is what it's going to cost, this is what it's, you know, and if they have more of an issue and a problem that they want to take up with the venue, then they need to do that. That's not, you don't have to do that. Okay. Like you, the, you're allowed, again, I talked about this in the previous episode about just boundaries with mediation. Okay. You can facilitate conversations, but at some point you're allowed to jump off and say, Hey, this is between the two of y'all. Okay. I've gotten it started and you can guide the, the client, you know, you can give them counsel, but it's not necessarily, it's not your job as a planner to mediate some big fight that they're going to have. That's all that's get, get, they, they can call their lawyers, have that conversation. Okay. And they're not paying you for that. So that's my two cents on this topic. Uh, that I, I think that this can be a controversial topic. And again, I am all ears. I'd like to dialogue about these hard conversations. Please send me a DM. You can find me on Instagram at refine for wedding planners. And yeah, if you have a different take on this, let me know. Let's uh, record another uh, podcast about it and get some varying opinions out there. But if you've experienced this or have any other thoughts, send those as well. All right, like, share, and review, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey!